0: Yo, 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 what up, Thought Warriors? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan.
1: It's me, Rachel Lindsay.
0: Listen, you're not even going to bullshit right now. We have such an amazing guest to bring to you guys right now. Mm-hmm. We normally don't start the podcast and get right into the guests unless they are super duper important. And this lady is super duper important, multi-hyphenate. Lonnie Love, we're talking about. She's on the real. She's an author. She's a host. She's a comedy legend. All of these things. We are so happy to have her on the show today. Lonnie, welcome to Higher Learning.
1: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: All right, we, we got something special for y'all. Like, this is actually a treat. Seriously, because we have a multi-hyphenate star on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Comedy legend, television host, <laughs> author, all of these things, like show delta, host. Delta, delta. Oh, really? Yeah I, didn't know that. yeah, I didn't realize it oh, was Delta. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh, that's
1: right. That oh. is right.
0: Oh, so y'all about to gang up on me.
2: Y'all, <laughs> I thought words get up for Lonnie Love. Jesus! <laughs> knows. I thought you were talking about Rachel. You said star. I'm That's Rachel. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, Hello, man. You're looking great. On, Thank you. Stuff.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. You, I, you as well, my sister.
2: Can I
1: just say this is how you know I'm not a star? Because I've been trying to get on Lonnie's show. Not once, twice.
0: Which, show? Uh, talking about The Real? Okay. You've been a guest. You, yeah, you've yes. you, you, you been on, yeah, you've been on, this, didn't you host The Real for like a week? Exactly. And she was so marvelous. you? what are you talking about? She must not been that marvelous.
2: No, she was <laughs> <laughs> No. She must, you know what? I can't stand you. Like, right, she must not <laughs>
0: been that marvelous. Because the company okay. went in a different direction. Uh, this is true. <laughs> right. You know, I'm people,
2: not in that. I'm not in that. I had no pickies.
0: People people always do that. They go, It was really great, but we're gonna go in a direction. No, she I know I'm
2: sure. she was, was. was great. It, Jeez, you man. know, did. It, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you about to give me a trouble <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't
0: know. I don't you know. Mean. People
2: already Lottie be picking the people. it know Lottie don't know shit. Okay, right. I, you know, <laughs> I ain't in charge of nothing, nothing, mm. nothing. So let's start there. Let's talk about your
0: time on the real. You know, okay. you guys like the real. You guys are news makers over there. It was only like a couple of weeks ago that I saw a random clip of uh, of uh, Tamara, t- t- Tia, t- Tamara, Tamara, Tamara. Tamara. <laughs> Tamara. Shout out to Tamara. I saw I saw a random clip of Tamara from years ago. Did you see this clip?
2: Seasons ago, which one? Seasons there's so ago. many clips out there. It's seasons
0: ago where she there's was going back and ago. forth with Jeannie about a uh, bird, Ernie. And <laughs> did you see this? This went, this, this was viral. She was yes, trending on Twitter. on Twitter. I went there. I was there while it was happening. Right, and they were going back and forth over bird Ernie, and it's weird because I, I love the way the internet goes because that clip got dredged back up because she left a clip, a uh, 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 comment on. Uh, somebody said, I love black love.
1: R- Remy Ma and Papoose. Mm-hmm. Papoose.
0: Right. Say, so, yeah, I yeah. love black love. And then she yeah. said, don't, I, I love that you're in love, but I like some of that interracial stuff too. And then people got so pissed <sighs> off.
2: I think that- she was trying to joke. So that's the problem now. You can't joke because mm-hmm. it's, it's a different inflection. If she probably would have said it, mm-hmm. it would have been a different thing. But when she typed it, everybody was like, "Huh." You know,
0: so when you're being that you have the platform that you have when you're on the show, do do you ever how do you make sure that you don't go viral?
2: Do I've been viral for some things, but I'm going to tell you something, Van and and Rachel, you all know this. It's a new day now. You you learn and you evolve. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. You know, you have to get on these producers. You have to make sure, look, what topics, what you what clip you going to show. Mm. <laughs> it's like I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Why are we talking about this? What's the meaning of this? Well, we, you know, so it's a lot, it's it's many more questions now because you, you know, people take things the wrong way. And what I um have asked the real to do now is to basically uplift the culture mm-hmm. and not necessarily talk about the culture, like the, the things that's happening. And I think that, that, that will help us to d- define our show to be different than other shows. Some shows may talk about gossip. We do a little bit of that, but I'm saying like, okay, I'll give an example. Um, like the, uh, the man in the restaurant that, that it was man. Kevin,
0: at- Kevin was- Kinney was it Kevin
2: Kelly, Kevin Kelly, Kevin, Kevin Kelly. Kelly. Okay. Yeah. Like that. Now, that's something that maybe we could have talked about. My feeling was, this is just, I'm just being honest, is that, you know, I felt like it was two negatives. You had the brother who was trying to do something. And you had the sisters that was twerking out because they was a little bored or whatever. Right. And so to have that type of conversation on a panel... With just two Black women and you have an Asian and a Hispanic, I had to kind of like, I went to the producers. I said, I don't know if I feel comfortable having that type of conversation mm. because of the fact that it's, to me, it felt like two negatives. You know mm. what I mean? Really? So, yeah. It, it Yeah. Because it can get into something and it gets into what you saw with Tamara and with uh, Jeannie, with the Burton Ernie. It's two you have to be very sensitive right now. You have to be very careful when you're dealing with different cultures and mm-hmm. we're all sitting together. It's about uplifting, not necessarily pointing out. Because you got to remember, we're on a national platform. Yes. Right. Stuff, stuff belongs on Twitter. Let's stay on Twitter. Let, let, mm. Let's Twitter talk about it. But we have to be careful on a national level. And I'm just realizing this now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Trial and error. Aren't
1: you afraid that maybe that's losing the essence of the show? Because I feel like when you come Mm -hmm. to the real, you're getting the real and people want to hear you're the you're a show where everyone who sits on the panel is a woman of color and people come to you to hear you talk about things that affect the culture. Mm-hmm. And they want to hear your opinion on it. And this was something that was big. I mean, we covered it on the podcast mm-hmm. because people were on such opposite ends of the spectrum when it came to it. So mm-hmm. don't you feel like if you shy away from things, that's kind of what your viewers come to you to, to hear your opinion on as well. Because they're not going to get it panel? anywhere
2: else. Who was on your panel, uh, Rachel? Who was on the panel? Two it was just, it was panel. just, the, it was just the, us two. Yeah. See, it's, <laughs> you, it's you as a black woman and you as a black man. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. We have to be sensitive because other people are watching us. Mm-hmm. And on a national level, I didn't want to, who am I? I'm going to talk about the sisters about them twerking. Hell, mm-hmm. we twerk sometimes. I'm not going to talk about the owner who this black man is saying, hey, I'm trying to make something for us. It was. It was too much. If we could do something now, like, If I could have had the man come on Mm -hmm. and talk. I would have did it that way. If I could have had one of the sisters that was twerking, and she gave her opinion. Mm -hmm. So it's all about how you produce things, and I'm learning how to do something. And when we talk about doing the real, we're talking about uplifting our culture. So we, you know, we can get a Kamala Harris to come on and talk about voting rights. We can get Stacey Abrams to come on and talk about voting, you know, about voting rights or what they're going to do to help the culture. Mm -hmm. I just think we're trying to steer away from that, you know, oh, this ain't right with other people that are not black on the Mm. path. So that's what I'm at.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm asking. So you're saying that basically kind of where you are right now, if you did a show and it was for black people, you feel like there are things that would be different. You talk about different things or there are some things you could talk about, but topics that you shy away from on the real because there are two non-black people that are on there.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to be honest. Mm. I just think mm. that's being respectful of my culture and I want to uplift my culture. It's like, we right. got enough people talking about us, but mm. on an, you got to understand too. It's not about just a panel. It's about who the audience is. I did not want to portray that because you got to remember we in the Midwest somewhere and you got people that's looking as going, Ooh, look at black girls working. Hey,
3: mm-hmm. that yeah. all they
2: do is that, right. you know what <laughs> I mean? You know, right. it's like it's a lot there. And, you know, I know some people will disagree with me, but I think in the end, the things that I like to I'm trying to actually push on the show, like I said, is upliftment of, of black women. Let's talk about, you know, the good things that we're doing. We got enough people. And I had to learn that. I, I really had to learn that because when you have a show and you know this, both of y'all know this, you are trying to find the essence of the show that makes you yeah, different. You mm-hmm. know, some some shows may be, they talk about gossip a lot. Some mm-hmm. shows may talk about politics a lot. We're mm-hmm. still, even in the seventh season, you know, I would say we're trying to figure out, you know, what's, what is it that we can lean into the culture, but we don't disrespect the culture. That's me. And mm. I feel, and I can sleep at night now. whereas. Mm. There have been times when we talk about something and go a little too far. Now burn Ernie, that's for everybody. That's for the world. Right. <laughs> right. Now I'm with it.
0: I'm with it. What was so, what was the time that you feel like it went too far? Can you can you think of one?
2: Uh like a topic?
0: Yeah, like a topic or a specific instance or something that kind of made you feel like, yo, maybe in the future we need to pump the brakes on on kind of how we're talking about things.
2: I will be, I will, I will be honest with you. There was a time I made one comment but I didn't have enough time. That's another thing too. People have to realize you don't have time to clarify what you're talking about. You don't have time to discuss because you got three or four of the people on the panel. Mm -hmm. You can't talk and you can't like a podcast. I tell people sometimes on a podcast, you can clarify, you can question me. I can question you, you know, Mm -hmm. but when you're on television, you know, it's, it's a different thing. And it was one time when I made um, a statement about a girl, but I, it was a joke. Right. And the way I it was produced was that it was produced so that I would, you know, I was only supposed to talk about what she was doing, not about her personally.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: then it got personal and then it looked like I was being racist toward that girl when it was like a joke. You know, oh, I see. She was like a dating mm-hmm. um expert or something, and I didn't know her. But the oh, other- Shan. oh, Shan, Shan, Shan. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know Shan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I know Shan. So Shan. So yeah, yeah. you, I, I, I do remember that clip very well. Like the see? the whole. Sh- yeah, I, I do. I do remember that clip very well because mm-hmm. we, it was like a, about whether or not Shan was black or something like that. Like, right. but right.
2: the way it was, it was, it was brought to me was that. Oh, it's this girl, she's a, she's a dating person, and she says blah 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 about dating. So as a comedian, I go, Well, I said we're not talking about the girl, right? No, but we get to the table and it's produced different, and that's mm. just you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I was just making a joke, like, oh, all white people, are something. She's not white, she's not. I'm like, wait, what, wait, wait. I didn't think <laughs> I know y'all knew her. I did know y'all knew her. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's close with Jenny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then, you know, so then I had the girl, you know, and I try to write my wrong. So I had yeah. her come on the show. I had her talk about her business, you know, and things like that. So I try to correct myself, but it's been times when like e- either there was a miscommunication, you try to write the wrong so that you're mm. not embarrassing anybody. And you know, you just you do things, but you know, it, it it's what happens in television and you learn.
3: Mm.
1: No, I know you're right. I mean, my my short time on The reel, you're right. There's five people with opinions, and it's hard for you to be able to get yours out or finish your thought without somebody else coming in and wanting to make sure that they give theirs. You guys are filming from home, and while we've seen a lot of shows go back into the studio, you guys are still doing it from home. How is that working for you, and is this something that you want to keep going?
2: I'm trying not to get the Rona. So, <laughs> I, I don't know what them cameramen doing... When they leave home, I don't we know. Get, we're
1: in the studio. We get tested every other day. Every they don't other day. That. When
2: they go home, you don't know what the hell they doing. They probably That's going so to Denny's. True. You know they're a cameraman. Nah, Not anymore. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> they doing all kind of stuff. It's like you know what the thing is. To be honest, our um right around this time in November, everybody gets sick in the studio. I mean, and it's like. Mm the flu season and stuff like that so when they decided to come back they said why don't we just do it from home because we know that the the numbers are going to rise and so we decided just to stay at home so now I've, I've you know invented this whole studio it's the Lonnie Love studio and actually I'm getting used to it all right you know I was about I, to say
0: I, you know you're you trying to go
2: back to the studio at all no, or? I, <laughs> nah, nah, play not until that vaccine take and mm. you know, we keep we, we can get the numbers down. It's just, you know what? It's like, and we know the whole, you know, story about Black people and pre-existing conditions and stuff. You don't know what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. it's like, the thing, my thing is, the purpose of having a studio show is for the studio audience. Mm-hmm. We can't have a studio audience, you know, that that's the energy. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's just stay here till we can figure out these numbers, get stuff right. You know, but I'm getting spoiled because I used to have to get up an extra two hours earlier just to prepare to go to the studio. Now oh. I can get up 30 minutes and it's just good on your body, it's good on your mind, you fresher. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the only thing is, like I said, you don't have that space of the studio. Right. But it's it's a different thing. But yeah, I'm I'm good until the rona is is you know. <laughs> Where are it's you contained. at on the vaccine? A lot of uh
0: a lot of brothers and sisters I know are like, yo, I don't trust the vaccine. I got to wait and see where are you at on the vaccine? Are you an early vacciner or are you going to wait the wait and see approach or you want it as soon as you can get it?
2: You know, I was watching CNN on Don, Don Lemon and they, and Don Lemon had this brother that's doing the. Did you see that? He had this brother that's doing the trial. He on the, he on the uh, clinical trial. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, he was like, yo, I feel good. I'm healthy. I took it. You know, stuff. and stuff. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's the placebo or if it's the... Wait, <laughs> <up."> <laughs> Get him <up> there. <laughs> no wonder you feeling good. You're
3: like, right, right.
2: You-, you might have a placebo. Right. You know, I was feeling good. I was like, oh, well, wait a minute. Maybe I'll take the... You know, right. I don't know if it was the placebo. I'm like, oh, wait, wait, hold right. up. You know. You shouldn't have said so- that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know, I'm going uh, to wait and see. Let's see what happens. They said the presidents, you know, they said they volunteered. Right. Obama, I'll take it. And George Bush <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't does does help you? Know what's going on, so he going to take it. So I was like, okay, well, well, y'all, let me see what happened with y'all. And then, right. <laughs> you know, let me, let me wait till the round, because the thing That's is, people have to realize that it's like three different vaccines. They like, they're up to 90% effective, you know, Mm -hmm, which is extraordinary. People need to understand that. But I need to wait because you will get the Rona. So you don't know how sick you're going to get. So it's like, you know, I, for me, I'm going to wait and see, but I know I will eventually have to take it because I want to travel. And Mm -hmm, in order to travel, you don't want to get sick. So you might as well take the vaccine. Yeah. Maybe a pregnant...
1: Speaking of presidents, you posted on your Instagram recently, you talked about, you posted a video you were talking about racism, and you were talking about Trump playing on certain fears. This has been in the news lately. We are going to talk about this on the podcast today. The criticism that president, former President Obama is getting for saying that we should ditch the phrase defund the police. What do you think about that? People
2: are pretty split. Yeah, it's, it's sensitive. What you think, man? <laughs> That's it.
0: <what he> <laughs> See that, like Chris Paul. Whoosh.
1: Ball came.
3: Hey,
1: come on, Lottie. That's hey. what we do on the podcast. We talk e- about politics e- and how it affects the culture. <laughs> this is a hot topic. A lot of people have spoken out about this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What you think, man? No, serious. Oh, serious? Think? Oh, I mean, I look. I think. Um, I understand what about. First of all, I will say this and we will talk about it later on, but I think that the headline was much more harsh than what the president actually said, right? Correct. So I reacted to the headline. I think a lot of people did, but it was much more harsh than what the president actually said. However, though, I'll say this. Um, Barack Obama, this is going to sound very condescending and maybe even patronizing, Barack Obama has to understand who he is, right? So if there's a conversation to be had about the way you communicate what the intentions of defund the police are as it pertains to the slogan itself, you know what I mean? then that conversation, like you were saying earlier, has to be had amongst family. It has to be had amongst the people that are going out there and saying defund the police who might be turning people off by it. It, The optics of you talking to some white dude and telling these kids who are watching their brothers and sisters getting their heads blown off that they're saying the wrong shit is putrid. And it doesn't matter who you are. You could be Obama, you could be whoever it is. It doesn't look right. Now we can have a very cogent, intelligent conversation about whether or not the phrase itself is getting us to where we want to go, but we have to have that amongst us. Mm-hmm. We, we, it, it, you know what I mean? It, it, you, mm-hmm. you'll, and if you're the great communicator, which Obama is, and I love President Obama, then help them communicate it better. But
2: exactly. Right. You can't,
0: you can't kind of be from a little bit from the cheap seats and and, and coming at them. And, you know, because I didn't see Obama in any protest. So, I, I mean, that's all that, that I mean, that's I'm just being for real. And I love no, no, no. President Obama. Yeah. yeah. No, that no, was no. A, that Please.
1: was a great answer, Lonnie. No,
2: great don't answer. Say- <laughs> you, know, you have Black Lives Matter. People question Black Lives Matter. And now, look, you have Black Lives Matter the little bar. You have mm-hmm. corporations, you know, um, actually, you know, hugging Black Lives Matter and, and understanding it. You had. Yes, we can. We mm-hmm. can. You know, slogans are very powerful. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep hope alive, Jesse Jackson. Is
0: just- yeah, right,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Just say no. The whole time they were telling us just say no to drugs. We thought, hey, yeah, we're on drugs. is cool. <laughs> Twenty years later, B- hey, we're
2: hey, on hey, drugs. Be it's best. Not cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be best. Be best Everything <laughs> don't work, Melania. Right, it's Crazy. Melania. Mm-hmm. Like, be best, be. Best, but like, be best at what, Melania. So, you know, but um no slogans I think do work. I think people um I think he may have just did an off the cuff remark. Sure. And um, you know, that's what happens when you own those type of podcasts.
0: Platforms, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It no,
2: it's like you gotta watch it. She said it ain't life. it ain't happened to me today. It's not
1: happening to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What happened? Okay. What happened? No, I'm oh, saying nothing. you're saying
2: it's it's not happening to you on this oh, podcast. Oh. It's not happening to you. Oh, you, you. thought, uh, right. You know, yeah. but at least no, no. we listen to each other and right. you could check me or I could check you. But with, you know what I mean? It depends on who's the host. It's like, kind of like, okay, like, yeah. you know, if you don't vote That's for me, right. you're black. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Right. yeah.
0: That one was a tough one. Um, <laughs> like, so I w- there's something I wanted to bring up here. You and Rachel, both very pro-black sisters, but in, in a Here racial he relationship. He I, okay.
1: loves to do this, Lonnie. Right. Oh,
0: look at Lonnie, she's <laughs> drinking. <laughs> so do you get how much... All right, because there's this brother out there. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Dr. Umar Johnston.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I love Dr. Umar. Dr. You, Umar wait, wait. is going a whole wait, different way. Wait, wait, wait. You love Dr. Umar. Dr. Umar is hilarious to me.
0: So, but Dr. Umar says that mm-hmm, if you are even... in an interracial relationship, you cannot be down for black people. You can't do it if you're in an interracial relationship. But you still love Dr. Umar. That's oh, the... d-
2: Go ahead. Go, right? No, no, go ahead. Because I'm oh, not familiar ahead. with Dr. Umar, so that's that's all I know. That's so Dr. Umar's opinion. Yeah? Ain't nobody sitting up here tripping with him. We need to find out where that money is for the the schools <laughs> that he was going to <laughs> see. That's the- there. <laughs> <laughs> now <I'm asking>.
3: Wait, <laughs>
1: I'm Please give me some more context here. Please tell me he said he has a reason, not that it's going to be right, but I need to understand where he's coming from. So you just lose all sense of self and identity when you, or with someone who doesn't look like you. That's, oh. that's his logic.
0: Dr. Umar is a pan-Africanist. You need to
1: take away the doctor. But
0: like well, Just he's Umar. Just a, Umar. He's a, a, he a, a psychiatrist. <laughs> Wait, he's, he's a board-certified psychiatrist, right? He's he, like, he, a psychologist. Psychologist, I don't want right to say all. what he's not. I don't know. But Dr. Umar is a pan-Africanist. He says that specifically, if you are not sharing... And he more talks about Black men, to be honest with you. But mm. specifically, if you're not sharing your bed but he says the most what, what, he, this is what he said? he says the most important thing uh, about the community is the families and stuff that you build. And so you could do a million other things. But if you're not sharing your life with a black woman or man, then you can't fully be down uh, for the struggle and for the movement. And for all of that, that's how he feels. I'm paraphrasing what Dr. Umar says.
2: Yeah, that's his opinion. And, you know, you respect people's opinion, but his opinion doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect Serena Williams. It doesn't affect John Legend. It, you know, it, you know, how you're down for your community is by what you do and what your actions are. Mm. Um, And this has been happening for years. We've been getting on Black people for interracial dating for years, you know? let me tell y'all something. For me, life is short, and I talk about it in my new book. I'm
0: about to, get get it. to that, yeah, we are about to get to that.
2: Talk about you know why? Because it wasn't like I was choosing. It wasn't like I was. Let me look for a white boy. That wasn't it. <laughs> right. So you have to read about it, but I mean, people are entitled to their opinions, man. I let him have his opinions. What I say, when I say I love him, I love that he he makes you think about something, and I don't I don't agree with him. You know, mm-hmm. and that's not right to disagree, you know, but it's like it's and it's some people, you know, even like Kiki Palmer, you know, she uh, was shown kissing uh, a white guy who I, I believe is reportedly her boyfriend her and boyfriend, yeah. on her, you know what I mean? And it's like you just got this certain sec sector of people that they want to pounce on people for just anything. And it's like, no, you, you live your life. Life is short. Um. I don't think that right now we're living in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And if you can find love, find love. I've talked about this on The reel. I've talked about the numbers. I've talked about the pool of available Black men, available Black women. We do try to find each other. But sometimes it just happens that, right. you know, especially when you get past 40, it's hard finding a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, why is that? <laughs> they just did some, you know, you got to look at <laughs> How many people are, you know, they they they're either gay, they're married, they mm-hmm. mass incarceration, it's just uh, or
1: they don't want us. Uh, that's that's the they, huge. They experience go outside for me.
2: And so it's like the pool gets smaller and smaller as you get older. You know how many sisters I know that's in their late 40s, early 50s, they got the house, they got the degree, they got the job, and they don't have no man. Mm. And I feel so bad for them. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, and I'm not telling them to go out. Find just, I'm telling you, find the love that you need to find because mm-hmm. it's modernized. I believe that what Dr. Umar is saying, that was, if, if we were in a perfect society, that type of thinking would be good. We are not, we are in a different type of society. We are in a melting pot. Have you ever liked a white girl before Van?
0: Like in the past? Sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean I can't, it never I can't got believe to believe I've never
2: asked you that question. It never got
0: it never got to those levels, but I mean it depends on what you mean by like. Cause, you know. You know what I mean. <laughs> well, well, then, when, when that's, if, if that's the case, then we've all liked each other, right? <laughs> you know that we all like each other. Of course, you know you're in college and you're in different places and oh, stuff. Oh, that. Oh. Oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? You're going on. It was, you know, that was it happens. You know, but and by the way, I have no opinions about it. I think everybody do what they want to do. I just mm-hmm. think it's interesting. It, I see. Here's the thing. I more so see why sisters have a problem with it than brothers do. I just be honest with you, like 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 brothers that have an issue with it. I, but I see why sisters have a problem with it. I see why sisters see
2: have a, a black problem man. with white with seeing black men with white women. Yeah. Why do you say that?
0: I see. Come, how could you not see why they like we would for all, all the reasons? I just want to hear for all the, the reasons we for all the reasons we just talked about. Right. Right. So if you're if you're a black woman and America gives you no quarter. Like, you're not safe almost anywhere. And sometimes that's true even in your community, right? If you, America gives you no quarter. The one thing you want to be able to count on is at the end of the day, some dark chocolate caramel something is going to be there to help you make a life, right? <laughs> and I, I could understand somebody that feels completely abandoned when that doesn't even happen, mm-hmm. you know? Like, uh, And so that, that's all I'd say. I see, you know why, I, I see why a, sisters have an issue.
1: I have a problem with Umar's statements because you, you're you not taking into consideration people who are biracial. So when you make a statement like that, it's really detrimental to people who come f- who are a byproduct of interracial love or have interracial parents. Do you know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. what do you say about people who are black and white? What where, where do they go? What does that mean for them? I don't know if he has an explanation for this, but it's just it's like it just doesn't make any sense. I just, that, just
2: talking to a certain core of people. He's, he's talking to like he's like Donald Trump. Donald Trump talks to to his audience. And that's, mm. you know, the type of audience. Mm. Like I said, you know, I'll find you some love. But I, these sisters out here that I have one friend, she will not. She will not date outside her race. She's like, I'm looking for a brother. She's 56 years old. I'm like, girl. <laughs> she ain't had a man since 86.
0: Is, is, like, is there an age? Is there an age to where, let's say you, let's say it's a thing to where you say you you're not gonna date outside your race? Mm. Is there an age where you should maybe open up the playbook a little bit?
1: For me, it was 30. For real.
0: God damn, yeah. that's young. that's young I
1: was was very and I've talked about this before I said this on the podcast because when the world met me you saw me on The Bachelor so you saw me dating outside of my race so people assume that's what I always did because that's what they see that wasn't the case it wasn't until I was in my 30s where I was like you know what I came out of a long term relationship I'm going to just be open to whatever happens for me I'm just whatever the universe throws my way if I'm feeling it I'm going to I'm going to play into it and you know
2: it happened the way it did I say whatever well, age just starts tickling and you can't find nothing to feel that spot. You're like, ooh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going the down there. It's, it's like, girl, get you something. You know, the mm. is only going to last for so long. I tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, it looks, so you wrote a memoir. I <laughs> tried to change so you don't have to. What does that title mean?
2: What this means is that I grew up in the Brewster Projects during the 80s, during the crack era. Mm-hmm. And I talk about the journey that I did to get out of the projects. Most of my friends did not get out of the projects. Most of them, you know, fell into the the, um, the, the, the drug war. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell stories about how um, I got out of it, how I avoided it. Um, when people look at me and they go, well, you, you know, we thought you would be a certain type of way. I know about that drug life. Mm-hmm. I know what that life was like. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back there. I've seen mm-hmm. my friends shot. I've seen, I've had guns held to my faces. It was just a rough life. So this is a story of inspiration and hope. And it shows what happens when you keep pushing. Um, also, it also tells a story of how I came to Hollywood, didn't know nobody. Mm-hmm. And um, how I didn't have to get on my knees to um, get a television show. Woo! Mm-hmm.
0: What the fuck? I'm to look at. <laughs> Did it your way? Did it your way is like if if you were going to. Oh, Rachel, I'm sorry.
1: No, no, go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, if you were if you were going to talk about the biggest lesson that you would want people to take from the book, is there something specific that you could put your finger on that you feel like would be the biggest lesson that Lonnie Love has learned?
2: so many lessons. This is the thing. The, the name of the book is called True Life Lessons. So after every chapter, there is a lesson that mm-hmm. I learned um, through the conflict that you see at the beginning of the book. At the end, it's resolved, and then there's a lesson. Um, I think the biggest one would be to show up. Mm. I think a lot of times, 80% of the wind is showing up. And that mm. means Either, you know, you show up at school, if you sign up, go to go to school, go to class. It, you know, when it pertains to entertainment. Get up and go to that meeting. Get up and get on that podcast, even though they was 15 minutes late. Get up and (laughs) put your hair in a bun, (laughs) put them glasses on, put a little powder, get you a cocktail and enjoy the conversation. Show up. The biggest lesson in life is showing up and sometimes we don't do that. And we miss out on so much when we don't show up. Mm. Show up. Mm. That's, That's amazing.
1: Right? So good. Lonnie, you have so many things going on. We were talking about this before uh, we got on here. I say I have a lot of jobs. You have way more than me. Tell us what you have coming up and what's going on next with you.
2: Y'all, they are blessings because when COVID happened in March, I was in uh, New York. I was preparing for the Essence Festival. I'm the first Black female to host it. And that was last year. And so I was doing it again for the second time. It got canceled. All of my live acts got canceled because the real ends in, in May. So once May starts, I do a whole live tour. It was mm. me, Edie, Lee, Sherry Shepard. All that got canceled. All my club ga- dates got canceled. I didn't know, you know what was going to happen as far as money. I didn't know how long this was going to happen. Thank goodness for Zoom. Thank goodness for virtual. So I've been doing a lot of virtual things. And um, when I say show up, you never, ever know, because you think, oh, I do Zoom. No, it's a lot of money to be made. So the networks have been reaching out. Um, I have, uh, I'm the first narrator for Bridezilla's in 13 Seasons that's African-American because it's based on African-American brides. So mm-hmm. they wanted an African-American voice. Um, I'm also... Uh, the executive producer on the after show, the first ever after show they had on Lifetime for Little Women, um, Okay. season six. Mm. And I'm also working with Lifetime to um, Salt and Pepper, uh, January 23rd. They have their uh, biopic coming out, and I'm mm. in an after interview, and y'all want to see that. I definitely want to see
0: that. Yeah, mm. we see yeah, that. We <laughs> yeah it, it's a lot going on with Salt and <laughs> Pepper. A, I didn't, <laughs> It's a lot going on there. And by the way, let me tell you something else. All of this salt and pepper related content is necessary because we start hearing about the great groups in hip hop or the great contributors in hip hop and people leave out a group that started their career in the mid 80s and then mm-hmm. went all the way to the top of the oh. rap and pop charts. Yeah. It's one of the groundbreaking rap groups of all time. And salt and pepper get left out of the conversation. And it's oh. about time that they get included back into that conversation.
2: Well, this is gonna definitely this it's a 90-minute film that they did, and then there is an actual interview with the real salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. And it is very revealing. It was it was long, <laughs> mm. but we gonna edit it down because it's a lot happening.
3: Right.
1: Wait,
2: is Spinderella there? We it's long,
3: oh, <laughs> okay. okay.
2: You gotta watch to see. All right. You have to watch right. to see.
0: Okay. All right. I got one last question, and it's it's about to It just popped in my head. It's about the interracial shit again. Just one, I know. I gotta, just one last question. One last question. Who you date? Just, uh, one, like, Who you date? One, uh, one last question. Just, Who you date? Was there, was there anything that you had to get used to from, from dating a white dude? Was there anything, what was the hard, was there anything hard, was there anything that was hard to get used to? Uh, for me,
2: he's
3: happy. He gets up and he gets this morning.
1: What the fuck are you saying? Good morning. What's, good morning. I'm laughing because I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: hey, motherfucker. 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 Don't you know we catching hell out of it? Oh, maybe you exactly. don't know. Like- <laughs> no, seriously. Good <Right>. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: engineer at xerox my right. boss come here every morning good morning like, white people and good morning <laughs> good morning damn i ain't up yet
1: it's so true i'm so
0: glad <laughs> i asked that's fucking hysterical lonnie sister i love you so much uh, i'm happy for all of your success you are uh, immensely talented. We are so happy that you were able to join us today. We, yes, we appreciate thank you. you.
2: Thank you. Well, thank you. I love you too. Keep working together. This is a fantastic podcast. I'm proud of both of you. So happy yes. holidays. And Same the to book you,
0: is, I tried to change so you don't have to. True life lessons. Go pick that up. Where can they pick it up? Is it out now or is it coming out?
2: It's out. Amazon, all the bookstores, LonnieLoveBook.com. Thank LonnieLoveBook.com.
0: All right. Peace, Lonnie.
2: Bye, Lonnie. Bye bye. So, uh,
0: so, so, so Brian says good morning, huh?
1: Brian definitely says good morning. And in like the, in the happiest way. And it's, it softened me, I have to say. Cause I'm in not Espanol? the most positive person. In Some, uh, he'll say, um, me amor. He doesn't say buenos dias, but he'll just, say mi amor. Just melt or he you He says, huh? um, oh, what does he say? Um, he always says te quiero.
0: Te quiero. Mm-hmm. Take your i it'll yeah. just melt you, huh? Yeah,
1: yeah, it really does. I'm not
0: even going to lie. <laughs> oh, 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 Brian! <laughs> oh, Brian! That's by the way. Uh, l- loop that sound anytime we talk about Brian. Now that's what <laughs> we talk. Oh,
1: Brian! That's I do way. not want to hear you say that.
0: That's the way. That's the way. That's the way you just acted. Like you. Okay, you but like that ain't him. the way I said it. You like him a lot.
1: You like him a lot. I love him. He's my husband.
3: Oh, Brian. <laughs>
0: Man, I can't wait to see why. Uh. Why do you sound like a baby crying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. Uh, well, speaking of babies.
1: I, I was waiting. Let's.
0: Speaking of babies. I'm let's so take a break. Excited. Let's take a break real quick.
1: Okay. Okay. And we'll okay. come right
0: back and we'll talk about this.
1: Okay. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life with premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai, visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: Yes, there's a new baby in the Lathan household. Would you like to see him?
1: I would love to. I will also bring over Copper so they can meet each other.
0: Yeah, let's let, let's let them meet each other. Hold on real quick. Okay. This is live on the podcast and we're about to go get Bozeman. Hold on. Come
3: here. Come here. Oh my gosh. Okay, come here. Come over here. Come say hi. Look, buddy. Look. Come say
0: hi. Don't eat the mic. Wow, look, 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 look. What's going to happen? Look, there's a dog. That's Copper. She's hurting her dog. She's hurting her dog, Bones. Look. Look look, how she's not like us. Look, we're right here. We're ready to go. And she's having such a
1: hard time. Oh, my God. Jeez, Copper's I'm going to hurt my dog.
0: I didn't oh, realize Copper, Copper was that big.
1: Hold, please.
0: I didn't realize Copper was that big.
1: He's got a lot of hair. I mean, I can lift him up pretty easy. <gasps> Copper, say hi.
0: Say hi to Bozeman. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. Don't eat the mic.
1: Okay, so how, I mean, does he sleep in the bed?
0: No, he sleeps in his little crate. Very happy to have him, you know? All right. You're getting nervous, aren't you?
1: What, wait, you're not going to be, you're not going to be a a parent who lets the dog sleep in the bed?
0: Not just, yeah, we got to get him crate trained and stuff like that, Mm. you know?
1: Mm.
0: Copper's big. I I didn't realize Copper was that big.
1: He's like 45 pounds.
0: Mhm. All right, Boz, you want to go back? Okay, he's getting, here, he's getting nervous. On, he doesn't down. know what's happening. He's, he, he's, <laughs> he's so
1: cute. Look at you. You're such a proud dad. I can yeah. tell you're a dog dad. Okay, buddy, come
0: on. Can I just talk about dogs real quick?
1: Yes, you can.
0: So, Bozeman gets here yesterday. People drop off Bozeman. And, you know, I've been wanting a dog for a long time. <clears throat> My neighbor has one. I think I talked about this. And my life is, my brain is we I've talked about it, my brain is all hinky. I'm on these different medications, one to sleep, one to get through the day, one to stop the PVC, it's just all of this stuff, you know. And um they dropped the dog off and he looks down, right? He came a long way. And the guy goes, he's just tired. And it was very interesting because then I I walked outside and I was so excited to go outside. I didn't have my mask, and the guy goes, uh, "I go, my bad, man. I don't, I don't have my mask." And he goes, "Don't worry about it. I never wear this goddamn thing." And, <laughs> and I was like, "I forgot, yo, these, these gentlemen, sorry. these gentlemen came from Ohio,
3: mm-hmm. by the way,
0: fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, service." Okay. Furry Trails Pet Transport. Um, and we bought the doodle from Jim and Amy out there in Ohio. So so fantastic, fantastic people, everyone, right? Um, so I get him, I grab him, grab him up, grab his papers, all his stuff, you know, transitional food, all of that. Take him in the house, and I put him down. I had just unboxed the crate and all of that, making him a space. And he sits there, and I look at him, and he looks at me. And you can tell he's sad. Like okay, can, but
1: is it sad? Or he's just like, he doesn't, he's confused. He, right. And it's new. It's all new.
0: Yeah, it's all new. You can tell it's new. He's away from his brothers and sisters, which he had just been around. He's, you know, you can tell. And mm-hmm. then, so I'm like, like, uh, all right, what do you do? So I sit down. I, I sit down and he looks and he crawls over. And I start, and me and Bozeman get to know each other right there. He crawls over. Do you know that during that time, I did not once think about anxiousness. I did yep. not once think about COVID. I did not once think about any of those things. Yep. The dog is seems sad and tired, and I'm trying to make the dog feel better.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: then he gets used to me, and then Kalika comes home, and then she meets him, and then they bond, and then the whole day. It's like, I, it didn't even take 24 hours to fall in love with the dog. I know. It's so weird. Why? I know. Why is it this way? This is it's why, like...
1: this is why they're emotional support animal. Like, I have copper registered as one. You should mm-hmm. do the same thing.
0: I'll tell you how to do it. Um, okay.
1: But, honestly, I never grew up with dogs. So, I never had mm-hmm. that. I truly, I didn't realize, I, I've learned, as I get older, I'm an anxious person. I didn't realize mm-hmm. some of the things that I was going through was anxiety.
3: Mm.
1: Anyways, um, until I got into therapy. But,
3: Mm-hmm. Copper,
1: I touch him. I rub him, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you I feel so much lighter yeah. it It's just like it releases so much. I'm so happy for you, van. It's like it's yeah. like it's so necessary right now. You're gonna feel so much better. Oh, I can't Copper just told me that he really liked Bozeman and he can't wait
0: mm, to come and play. Okay, so you're okay. going the extra mile so the dog talks to you, cool.
1: Okay, uh, get, get, I'll bo, bo, talk to like, you in two more weeks and you'll start telling me what Bozeman okay. says you. I'm just to saying,
0: you. you know, we're talking mm-hmm. about how much we love the dog, but you then you yeah. say, you go the yeah. extra mile okay. by saying that you Can't talk wait. to the dog. Can't wait till and you start telling me this. That's been documented before in cases of people who have done heinous things and have said that they talk okay. to dogs. So I'm just letting you, you t-
1: know. Uh, you talk to me around Christmas when you start dressing Bozeman up, when you put a done. hat on him. Already done. When you, yeah. Went to, Petco, yep. went to yep. Petco, saw the stuff. Yep. You
0: know what I mean? If I put something on him, as long as he doesn't flip out, if he flips out, I'm not going to do it because I'm really, I don't want to, like, I, my here's my problem with being a pet owner is that I want the animals to be free. Of course. And so, it is heartbreaking putting him in that crate.
1: I, that's why I never did. He,
0: he, he doesn't like that crate. He wants to be chilling with me. And mm-hmm. sometimes, he doesn't even want to be chilling with me and doing anything. He just wants to come lay at my feet. Yeah. Right? And so, but you have to put him, like, she's very adamant. She wants the crate training done. Like, you have to put him in the crate. And he, he's in the crate. It's like visiting one of my uncles in jail. It's, it's... <laughs> Is he whimpering? Sometimes he whimpers, but more oh. than anything, he has that look. That you when you look through that glass and you see that you're talking to a man, but he know he's not free, and you're like, damn, that's <laughs> fucked up. You know what I mean? You know, that's how it was when I was growing up. You're talking to a man, you're like, damn, he's talking to you, but he know after this 45 minutes to an hour, he gotta go back in that bitch. So he counting the minutes. Like, hey, come on, keep coming. What else you got? What else you got? What else you got? And that's how that's how fucking Bozeman looks inside his crate, man. I how like big is shit. he gonna get? About a hundred pounds. Are you serious? Yeah, he's part Bernese Mountain Dog. And so, you called
1: Copper big. Copper's
0: I thought 45. Copper was. A, I thought Copper was a smaller dog. Copper's no, bigger than I thought. he was. like
1: a small. He's half Pomeranian, so I can see why you would think that. But oh
0: yeah, no, like Shepherd uh, and
1: Chow as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So he uh nah, he's gonna get, he's gonna get probably probably like the dog upstairs, Clinton, who's a, uh, a burner doodle, Clinton, Clinton, shout out to uh to Matt and Jamie, my upstairs neighbor. Clinton, who's a burner doodle, he's about 125. Wow. He's one twenty-five. Wow I don't think that Copper's gonna uh, copper. I don't think that uh Bozo's gonna get that big, but get pretty he's big.
1: so cute. I'm so excited for you. I really am.
0: I love him. My Wait, guy.
1: Well, on the podcast, I know the Thought Warriors are going to say it. We're going to need Bozeman updates. Yeah,
0: we will. I will give them to you. Okay. We'll give them to you. He's already starting to be rambunctious, nipping at everything. <laughs> that
1: means he's getting
3: comfortable.
0: Yeah, right. All right. So we told, we, we promised that we were talk about it. Well, I guess we'll go a little bit more in depth into it. Uh, we don't have to spend as much time because we did some of it with Lonnie. But yeah. President Obama's comments. Um, did you first see the headline or did you first see the video?
1: Uh, the headline.
0: Okay, so we should say exactly what President Obama said. So just so people know, uh, President Obama was on a podcast, and the podcast is called uh, Good Luck America. It's a Snapchat political show. I had never heard of it before. Me uh, neither. uh, uh, Apparently, it is incredibly popular. So shout out to Peter Hamby, who is that. Uh, What he said is, he he, he says, you lost a big audience the minute you say it, which makes it a lot less likely that you're going to get the changes that you want done. Okay. Now, in context with what he's saying, he's talking about the juxtaposition between actually what it is that you want to get done and how you frame it. And the fact that getting some things done, you need a wide coalition of people, which obviously Obama was able to to create while he was the president uh, for some time at least. Um, but it was met with a lot of criticism. Like Ilan Omar came out, she kind of went at Obama. A lot of other people. Uh, online, it, it, amongst my leftist group, uh, leftist, my left-leaning group, that's another term that Trump uses, my left-leaning group, it was a very unpopular thing for the president to have said, especially having just read the article and not watched it in context. You saw this, you thought?
1: I guess I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. Okay. I saw it, and I guess, I guess I'm guess i not one to read a headline and then like go off. I was like, okay, let me understand where he was coming from when he said it. And when I watched him, the video, I thought, okay, this is exactly what I thought he meant. And to me, I agree with him. I understand exactly what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's saying it because he's trying to say like, Hey, we need to, you know, be more appealing to the other side. It's more of what's more important to you? to hold on to this phrase that they've now used to try to weaponize, you know, the term defund and try to use it to take voters away from us or to to um, take away from the cause and the message that is? Or is it more important for people to get demand things and to get those demands met. And so I feel like that's where President Obama was coming from when he was talking about the phrase being problematic. He in no way is saying that, you know, we shouldn't be demanding that the police be defunded because Mm -hmm. there is a problem with the police force. It's just they have now taken this phrase and used it against us. So it's taking away from the message and what it is that we're trying to accomplish so I didn't understand what the big deal was with it. I didn't think that I actually think it's very detrimental that we, we go after President Obama for saying that when that's not what he's saying, because that feeds into another side of it. I just, I mean, and if you, if you look at what he's saying, it is true. I mean, prior to this election, we had a 35 seat advantage in the House. After the election, I think we lost about nine seats. And I say we, I mean, Democrats there were about 9 seats that were lost so we didn't do as well in the election in Congress that we thought we would do and i think that part of that is weaponizing phrases like defund the police and where they made it seem like oh it's try- they're trying to dismantle the police and you will be harmed and no one will be there to protect you and you saw the commercials you call 911 and they tell you it's busy while you're going through something and that's not at all what it is and obviously them taking the phrase and turning it upside down was because it is it sounds confusing it's it uh-huh. sounds like it can be ambiguous and that was harmful so i understand where president obama was coming from and i don't understand the outrage i don't understand why people didn't take the time to really know what he was trying to say hmm.
0: um well i'll tell you
1: well tell me cuz you go on the other side
0: i am on the other side uh i'm on the side of of I'm on the other side, but I'm also on the side of understanding both sides. Um okay. But I am on the other side. So, Patrick Henry, do you know who that is?
1: No. Uh,
0: Patrick Henry gave a speech to the Second Virginia Convention, March 23rd, 1775. Oh. Okay. This is prior to the... To the uh, the formation of the country Patrick Henry. um he is a very famous American for having said one word and wor- words that I' never forget when I forgot when I learned them in social studies class in uh in middle school and the reason why I never forgot the words is because I had a death fixation at that point uh, like I was just learning about life and death and all of that stuff like that and so mm-hmm. I remember a teacher said this. And I was like, wow, he's really making a stand. Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death. Oh, okay.
1: So yes. you know that. You, you've heard that, <laughs> yes. of course.
0: You've heard that, <laughs> yes. right? Um, so here's the thing. When you are asking for your life, it's difficult to ask nicely. And there is no country that knows that better than the United States of America because the United States of America is a country that throughout its history has drawn lines in the sand and asked people on the other side of those socio-political lines to step across them at their own peril. So what I am saying is this. While I understand what President Obama is saying, what I understand, like I said earlier, what Rachel is saying, what everybody is saying, and remember, President Obama is not an activist. President Obama is a politician. Correct. So in, in, in being a politician, what he is fixated on is how effective something is going to be. Okay? But remember, the only way that you can make something effective is to have the will of the people who want it completely engaged.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: they have to be engaged with energy.
3: Mm-hmm. They have
0: to be engaged with passion. And telling them that their energy and passion is the wrong way to go about something is not necessarily the way that you're going to have them continue to march towards where they need to be. Now, look, defunding the police is a novel. It's not the wrong slogan. It's a novel slogan, meaning it is new. Right. So because it is new and because we have 100 plus years of conditioning that the cops are completely infallible and heroes. Right even though in our neighborhoods, we know that that's not the truth. Anything that is a slogan that cuts against the fact that the police are the saviors of the day when you see them is going to be unpopular in a lot of places of America. If I walked up to somebody right now and I said to them, hey, uh," when we're talking about defunding the police, if I said, hey, uh, would you rather the police have a tank, right? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather they take the million dollars that they were going to use for the tank of the police and build a community center, a mental health center, or a public safety administration building where you can go to when you're having a problem? What would you rather? Very few people, white, black, red, or green, are going to say that the cops need a tank more than we need mental health services. And if they were to say that, then they would just be flat out wrong. Mm-hmm. That is defunding the police. It's not more mystical than that. It's not It's it, It's not. It, it's not magic trick. That's defunding the police. The, the fact of the matter is the police have a bunch of shit that they hardly ever use and that they really don't need. They have a bunch of resources that would be better served in other places and communities. That is a fact. And by the way, it's not just the police that should be defunded. Anything that is bloated, that is taken away from the betterment of the lives, of regular ordinary Americans should be defunded and reinvested. Now, look, I get it. We want to make sure we make things as easy for people to understand as possible. But the reality is, on the other side of the line, America's going to have to do some work too. America's going to have to want it it a little bit better as well. They're going to have to do some work too. They're going to have to do some work in making an attempt to understand something that's new to them. I'm sure when niggas was in in, in the late 50s and early 60s, when people were saying, we shall overcome, there was a bunch of people going, overcome what? What is it that you need to overcome? There's a lot of shit that they need to overcome. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things wrong with policing. Mm -hmm. President Obama is the greatest communicator I've ever heard in my life. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: But President Obama needs to be more selective and more intentional about who he's communicating with. Because if you want to drop jewels and impart lessons, don't do it from over us. Do it from in the crowd because that's what niggas are.
1: Okay. So I get the last part about what you're saying about President Obama. I agree with, but this is, I think it's, if, if what, if you took from what I just said that I meant that we need to say it in a nicer way. No, no, no. But, But you, but listen to what I said though. What I said when I heard what President Obama was saying, I was saying, Are we Is the message more important, the slogan, or are our demands more important? So if people are taking a word we're using and turning it against us, you're losing what we're trying to demand. Demand is not a nice word. Okay, so nothing that I'm saying says, hey, we need to say this in a nicer way. I don't want to get it confused if that's what I'm trying to say. I don't want to get it confused by me saying defund the police. Maybe the slogan should be different, Is which is what President Obama was saying. I'm trying to say, take away from the energy behind the movement. That's not it either. The goal of the movement is to get things done. We are demanding that the police force is corrupt. It needs to change. And you need to reallocate funds in proper ways so things can get done in the community in the right way. That the police force can be used in the right way. That the Mm -hmm. wrong people aren't going to certain situations. And they're escalating because the police aren't equipped to deal with that type of situation. That's what we're asking for. So if that message is getting lost in a simple slogan, then don't change the movement. Just change, change what you're saying, which is what I feel like President Obama is saying. And that's why I'm like, I don't think it has to go to the extreme of, you know, like we're, we're talking about our lives. So we don't, we want to say it our way. Well, we also want to fight for. Things that are going to protect our lives, and if we're caught up in a slogan, and if that's what's stopping some people from getting it, then change the slogan.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, this uh, a couple of things on that. Did Obama give a new slogan?
1: No. But <laughs> okay. but well, but no, so he very, didn't. So very didn't. constructive
0: from former President Obama, right? Well, so if, okay. Well, if, right. Like, did he did he say what we should say? Like, is there is is there an answer or are he just being either, chastised? But
1: I didn't either. So, I didn't think he was chastising. See, I so, think that's, an, that's another harsh word.
0: I don't, I don't, I, well, I, there's, it's certainly, I don't think he was chastising either. It's certainly an indirect rebuke, right? But look, here's the thing. It, it, here, here's something else. And I, I get it. I get it. Two things. Number one, one thing is completely bullheaded. And I, I and to uh, everyone listening to Higher Learning right now, Van, Is being bullheaded right now. They never change how they talk. We have to understand what they mean. You're
1: right. You're right. They
0: never change how they talk. They say what the fuck they want to say. They do what the fuck they want to do. And then we have to adapt. We like, you know why we're making slogans? Because they shoot niggas in their fucking head. And we talk, and, 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 and and we're having to convince people. I'm about to lose it, man. We're having to convince people that that's wrong and and like it, i i i i you guys are right i get it i understand i i i totally get it like i i i there's a way to win i get it but god damn man i get it it is like like fuck like forget about the fucking slogan for a second i i i understand i'm i'm i admitting that i'm wrong forget about the slogan for a second do you care about the fact that they choked the nigga out in minutes do, do, do you care about that? Do you, first of all, do you want to solve that problem?
3: Right. Because
0: if you want to solve that problem, then a phrase is not going to deter you from doing that. hmm So then we can sit down and we can solve that problem. I get it. I get what everybody's saying. But it just seems like we always getting shoved to the back. You're right. Sort of saying, saying repackage it, come back. It's like Colin Kaepernick, right? Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick Neils. Well, is that the best way? That's divisive. Well, what the fuck else can he do? Right. Like, well, what else can he do? I mean, well, I, y'all y'all don't listen to nothing. But I I'm I'm I read so many books, and maybe I should give myself a mental break. And when you read these books with Fred Hampton and 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 Malcolm X and Snick, and all of these people were talking about in the 50s and the 60s. They were talking to the Panthers. They were talking about police brutality. It is 2020 and we still haven't figured it out. And we're mincing words with these motherfuckers. Now, I get it. That the mincing of the words might be necessary to get to where we have to go. But goddamn, if that's not a kick in the nuts.
1: Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Van. I I I get. I feel you. So let me give that to you. I feel you and your frustration and your anger and everything that you're saying. And I'll be honest with you. We could change the slogan it doesn't mean that we'll change the mindset and the hearts of these people to actually want Why to not? do something. I yeah. agree with you, but I I can only speak, I'm only speaking right now in the context of what President Obama said, and I just don't think it was unfair. I think it was unfair in how he was criticized, but you are right. If you wanted to get it done, if you wanted to help, if you wanted to see change, you would do it. You would need us in the streets yelling defund the police. You would need us yelling Black Lives Matter. You would just get it done. You would show us that we matter you would show us that there's police brutality and there needs to be police reform by actually making changes actions do speak louder than words and they speak louder than these slogans and that's what we need to see from these people I agree mm, with you
0: nah, I agree no. oh by the way uh, I'm sorry guys that I just I, I, yeah, I'm on a lot of medication oh but look uh, I like, like uh, somebody I, bring Bozeman
1: bring Bozeman back bring back ring. out here where,
0: where, where, <laughs> where Bozeman at man where Bozeman at <laughs> Baby, bring Bozeman. Did he? Um, I thought he barked. Oh. Yeah, right. uh. <laughs> uh uh it's, it's funny? Um, I'm glad that you have such passion about this because it's allowed you to redirect some of the other shit that's going on in your life that I know you're afraid of. Like what? Like the fact that on the last podcast you called out Hannah B. the box, and as it oh. turns out,
1: <laughs> I didn't call Hannah her out. B.
0: got them mother. Fucking
3: hands. I didn't call
1: Hannah like,
0: out. Like by the way, all, as, as soon as you call Hannah B. Oh, now you crawfishing. Oh. I love oh. it. Oh. No, no, soon, no, no. As no. soon as you, as soon as you call I am Hannah not B. Crawfishing. Out, soon I'm as soon as people heard it. As soon as people heard it, it was. I can't tell you, thought warriors. I love you guys so much. <laughs> I, I, I love you guys. So as soon as I heard, it, like, hey man, you might want to show this to Rachel. Like, <laughs> Hannah, Hannah B. Mixing.
1: You know what's That's funny? Serious? Nobody DMs me that. And <laughs> I knew, I follow Hannah. So I know that she does boxing as a workout. And so I, nah. was, I was fully aware of that. But let's just be clear. Rachel didn't call her out. You said, pose the question, would you fight Hannah for a million dollars? I said, yes. I didn't say I'd win. Oh, actually, I think I did. You did say you <laughs> win. Look, you're definitely crawfishing, by the way.
0: You're definitely crawfishing. Uh,
1: crawfishing is not a verb for me. It is a, it's a noun. Okay, yeah. let's just be clear.
0: Well, crawfish, Something where I'm from, eat. Louisiana. Something I You know I what eat. it means? Oh. Ooh,
3: ooh, hoo, hoo,
0: hoo, hoo, hoo. Listen, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Phil Polina, Polina Boxing Club, uh, Woodland Hills, California. It's my training. Okay? If you had to fight, Hannah B, you whoop her ass. We get you ready. But <laughs> we get you ready. We get you ready. we have to schedule the fight now, for now, like 2022, so I, got a bad,
1: I got a bad shoulder, so I want to see, I, I, I wanna see how I would be sparring in the... Yeah, but I have I have passion.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, angry. Temper, Boy, so angry lady. Everybody, um,
3: <laughs> angry,
1: uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, angry, yeah, angry lady. All right, uh, let's take a break, real quick. All right, real quick. Couple of things in the culture that we have to talk about. Number one, uh, I don't know if you guys know Hot 97 legend DJ Funk Master Flex. Uh, got liposuction. Um, that is the entire story. Funk Master Flex, <laughs> who is a legend. Life Flex, don't life flex, he's a legend. I broke some of the biggest artists, been on the radio forever. Posted a video on his Instagram of him getting liposuction. That's and the problem. This was, for some reason, a huge deal. What do you mean, what's the problem?
1: Well, it's not that he got liposuction, it's the fact that he was posting it on his social media. I think it first of all, it's gross, it's nasty. I don't want to see them stabbing you with a stick. I don't want to see the fat being sucked out of you and put it in a tube. I don't understand. Was it an ad? Uh, I'm almost certain. I'm like, QVC Rach might
0: Wait,
3: understand
1: that. Exactly. Part of it. I'm
0: almost certain because he talked about the place. I'm almost certain that there was some kind of discount involved. I can't say this for sure. I haven't talked to Flex about it. I've only, me and Flex don't really, I've only ever met him a couple of or talked to him a couple of times. If any time, I may have interviewed him on TMZ or something. But uh I'm almost certain when you look at it that it was a situation to where. If you put this up that there's some kind of discount in that. So if you guys ever see me one day, hey, cool scope, they pay me. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> so you know what I mean? So I'm almost certain it's some type of situation like that. I think
1: that. it just looked, I think the reaction from people was like, you're this great legend. You've done so much. Has it come to this? I think that's kind of what it was. Like you want come to what? Got it's just so personal. It's so personal. It's so it's so in your business that it's just. And this is coming from somebody who sells stuff all the time. I look at you right now. You know now. what
0: I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I Can I ask just, you something though? Can I ask mm-hmm. you something though? I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you something though? Is it different if? Because today, my man Kenny Burns, shout out to Kenny Burns out there in Atlanta. Today, Kenny posted. He did it too. No, he didn't do.
1: Oh,
0: a lipo. You know Kenny?
1: Uh, not personally.
0: Yeah, but uh but today Kenny Burns posted himself in the bed, in the hospital bed after his colonoscopy. because oh, he's getting, that's a good message. Okay, so you can post that so, you're uh, well, uh, shout out uh. to Kenny. By the way, I'm not bring Kenny in this first first of all, Kenny, way to go. He talked about his family history and all that. So you can exactly. post that you got a colonoscopy and put people in your business like that, but you can't post Okay, that a live is
1: not a health that's like something that you want for yourself because you physically want to look better. I'm just asking. It's a, I, it's I a cosmetic. A it's a cosmetic thing. What Keith Burns was doing was saying, "Hey, this is something that has affected my family. It's a. I have a history of this. Hey, if you have the same thing or a history of something else, maybe mm-hmm. it's breast cancer for you. Maybe it's colon cancer. Maybe it's something you need to go get checked as well. To me, right. that was uh, that was a public service announcement.
0: Right, but like you don't think that there are some people that would be mentally much better if they didn't have a little lovey-lovey around the handle-handle area. I'm not knocking anybody
1: for getting lipo.
0: Maybe Flex's bravery will spurn some dude out there to get, yeah, exactly like That's, that, jabbed. And that, that shit look crazy. I that know. That shit look crazy. That, that,
1: to me, I was like, I, will ne- I could never do lipo just from seeing that. That's mm. And he was awake. And he was awake. He
0: had a local I just, anesthetic. I just,
1: I just personally couldn't handle that. Like, some people can handle blood. I couldn't stand somebody's... Stabbing a suction thing into me, I just I okay. couldn't.
0: That out, flex. I couldn't. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not hating on you, flex. Like I, I couldn't do it. He just looks too uncomfortable. Did but you like everybody... the post?
1: Did you double tap?
0: I don't think I did.
1: Okay. Well, you didn't. Think, you, didn't you, know... you didn't fully support him.
0: Yeah. Well, it's true. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> uh, yeah, but look, I think Flex got a lot of heat, and I don't see why. He, the brother, got <laughs> he suction.
1: He's like, know? I look good. I yeah, want to see he... the after picture. Post yeah, he, that
0: Flex. But I just know, but see, that's the only thing that's gonna be aggravating. It's aggravating is like Flex about to do a whole tight t-shirt run. Flex is not gonna wear a t-shirt that fits in the right way for years. He, he, he gonna be He doesn't have to. He paid enough know, for it. It's true. It's true. Like, uh, shout out Jim Jones. Jim Jones be wearing them super tight t-shirts too. <laughs> yeah, but Jim, that's right. but Jim work out all the time. And I understand, Jim, because it's like if you work out all the time, you don't want to just do it for nothing. You know? So to that t-shirt. Also, uh Slightly bombshell news, oh! In the world of dating, I don't know if this is true or not, but People Magazine is reporting that Rihanna is dating ASAP Rocky.
1: You don't like it? Uh, whatever Rihanna wants. Two I, beautiful what? people. Yeah, I, I it, didn't. I was, I was a little shocked because I heard ASAP Rocky isn't down for us. So I love. For-
0: down for who is like black ladies?
1: Black ladies. That's what I had that's what I had
0: heard. Everybody's but, down for Rihanna But
1: uh, I get it. I get it. Uh but Rihanna and ASAP and Rocky are a beautiful couple. Cause T's so pretty to me and she's gorgeous too. So uh, yeah, I like to my, see it. He is yeah. so pretty. Oh, shout out shout out
0: shout out to shout out to them, man. Like I don't, you know, a lot of people have things to say about ASAP. ASAP has said some dumbass fucking <laughs> shit in the past. Correct. And you know, but the reality is that seemed like a good guy. You know, everybody says stupid shit, and if she's happy, she's happy. But he seems like a cool fellow. You know, he had I like nothing it. bad about him. He's Remember, a very, when we, very, very, uh, sweet man from everything that everybody says. So you know, shout out to them. Remember when we were you, we,
1: you were trying to name five couples in hip hop that were both mm. hip hop. This is your fifth one. If this is, this is true, if it's true, there you go.
0: Shout out to Papoose uh, and Remy Ma, though, because we let we forgot them, and people let us know real quick. Yeah, ASAP Rocky is more oh, of, a, yeah. of a of a of a model looking dude. Yeah, they, they this would be and by the way, Rihanna deserves on un... like Rihanna is such a fantastic, all around human being that she deserves all the happiness in the world. I agree. So, so you know, if they're having fun, let them have fun. It's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's 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 bullshit. I just my brain just went out of commission. If they're having fun, let them have fun. Uh good for them. Pretty babies are fun. Um <laughs> they are. Pretty babies are are really, really, really fun. Um uh yeah, so listen, guys, no batch recap uh this week because with everything with Bozeman and all that stuff like that. I've been walking the dog five times a day. I haven't had time to take three and a half hours out of my day and watch the show. But I will watch the show. <laughs> uh I will watch the show tomorrow or Friday, and then you get two batch recaps. Next week. All right? Now, listen. The show's got to pick up. Let's be honest. How many more episodes of Batch do we have?
1: Then you're going to be disappointed in that. Shut up, Rachel.
0: <laughs> How many more episodes of The Bachelor do we have?
1: Um, Not We've sure, right? got... You're behind where we are right now. Probably four. Okay, oh, four. Oh, it does pick back up. Because next week, I believe we're getting the reunion. The men That's tell all. Where they the all come all. back. Where they all come back. So your Talk favorites are going to come back. Yeah. No, no, no! Not Chipotle, but just like all your favorites, like Yosef.
0: Um. Okay, so uh, no batch recap this week. The batch season is trudging along. I'm gonna pop some popcorn and watch it. Taysha have awkward conversations. Uh, it's fun, uh, but we will have mailbag. Jackson, let's get to these people's questions. Okay, first one from Tony Chapman. Did you start 2020 with any resolutions? And if so, did you follow through on them?
3: Mm.
1: I don't do resolutions anymore. Um, I, I really gave that it. up years ago. I, New Year's Eve is my favorite holiday. So I do feel like I, I hit a reset button. But um, that's pretty much it. I don't, I, don't. Uh,
0: I don't think I had any resolutions. I think I had all these ideas. And God laughed. Okay.
1: <laughs> but you know what? This is what I will say. I don't set new year's resolutions anymore, but because I'm into meditation, I try to set intentions. Mm -hmm. Um, I said this before on the podcast. I can tend to go towards the negative side of thinking. So I really try to focus my uh, thoughts on more positive things Hmm. and um, Hmm. and, and taking care of myself in in every single way, mentally, physically, spiritually, all that Mm. stuff.
0: Okay, Jackson, let's go. Okay, from Tracy M. Jordan, what is the best Christmas song?
1: That's a fantastic question.
0: It is. It's got to be Mariah Carey, though.
1: All I Want for Christmas? Are you saying that because that's the most popular or because that's your personal favorite? Can Um, we separate this? Can we do this a different way? Okay. Favorite Christmas song. There's so many. So what I'd like to do is your favorite old school Christmas song, Mm -hmm. your favorite pop Christmas song, and your favorite Soulful Christmas song. Because Soulful mm-hmm. Christmas is a playlist yeah. on, on Spotify.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Soulful Christmas is this Christmas.
1: Is it for you? Yeah, Soulful
0: um, Christmas is this Christmas. Or, or Which version?
1: The- Whose version? Whose version? Hathaway. Gotta be.
0: Uh, or, I like Drew Hills too, though. They was good too. Uh, or What Do the Lonely Do at Christmas Time? Because it's such a funny story. My one time... What
1: do the love oh, do? It, it, so, yeah, it's,
0: a, it's such a funny story. You guys met my grandmother. Let me tell you something about my grandmother real quick. <laughs> my grandmother is one of the most well-adjusted, one of the most centered, amazing women ever, right? But there was a time in the mid to late 80s when our family was in such flux that we didn't see my grandmother that much. She lived in Dallas. She lived in the Bay Area for a little while. And we would only see her... Well, remember I told you when I, I lived in DeSoto? Yeah. That yeah. was because we had stopped on our way to California. We had to stop and stay with my grandmother for a little while. We lived in Dallas a couple of different times, but we had to stop and stay because my grandmother was there, which is why we went. Um, and there was a point to where, like, we didn't see her that much. It was very sporadic. She did come out and visit one time when we lived in California, but we didn't see her that often. I remember we were at her house one time, and this was back when my mom and my grandmother weren't quite as well-tethered as they are now. Um because there's not much age difference between them. It, like, my grandmother was relatively young. And she was talking about the fact that she had spent the Christmas before by herself.
3: hmm
0: And she was talking to my mother. She was like, you know, it's, it's a lot of times you guys could just come up here and see me. She, By the way, she is never like this now. <laughs> never. Like, she is never like this now. But she went through, you guys can come up here and see me. You know what I mean? And you guys... Sometimes I feel like I'm up here and I'm all forgotten about. Last year was one of the loneliest moments of my life. As a matter of fact, Christmas Day by myself and all I did was sit on the couch and play What Do the Lonely Do (laughs) on Christmas time. And I've never seen my mother so angry before in her life. I've never seen my mother so angry. My mother goes, you know what, motherfucker? You know, you're going to sit here and make this whole house feel sorry for you. <laughs> like you like you really, really, you wanna start talking about stuff? And they started going round for round. And my grandmother ended up going over to the thing on a record player, playing, playing what Will alone do for Christmas time. I just and that love was the, the dramatics.
3: Thing. It, it's, it's just so
0: <laughs> dramatic. But I'm telling you, like my grandmother is just the most life affirming spiritual woman. Uh she moved back to Baton Rouge and she became my best friend and I love her to death. But that was funny. <laughs> Uh, so Soulful and then I guess old school is okay. uh,
1: Soulful I would say Silent Night by the Temptations. Oh
0: that's dope Mm-hmm.
1: mm mm-hmm. And what about pop for you? I I, I gotta go with Mariah Carey.
0: Mariah uh, Carey. Second
1: would have been in sync, uh, Merry Christmas, happy what's, holidays.
0: What's old school?
1: Like like a classic. Maybe I should say a classic. I'm trying to think. For me, I like Baby It's Cold Outside.
0: Baby It's Cold Outside is good. Is that a Christmas song now? Yeah. I don't think that's a Christmas song. Yes, it is. I don't really consider that to be a Christmas song.
1: They only play it at Christmas. They don't play it in do you know winter. The,
0: do you know what that song is about? Right.
1: Yeah, I've heard the the rumblings of 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 that it's, but then they change the lyrics or something like that. It's no, like it's that? no
0: rum. It's no rumblings.
1: Wait, <laughs> hold on. Like the, the woman is
0: trying to leave, and he's no, saying it's cold.
1: I, I thought that that was just a. Is it really? I okay. Hold
0: what the, on. What are you talking about? Yes, that the like she's getting ready to go. Uh-huh. And he he's telling her to stay.
1: I know, but I don't know if it was that intense.
0: What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I really must go. The answer is no. The answer is no. Like it's some. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's trying to get some arse. You know what I'm saying? As my friends across the pond would say, he's trying to get some art. Okay,
1: what I like about it is that it's, I like the back and forth and the melodies between the man and the woman. Mm-hmm. I think it's a playful song. look. look but forgive me, forgive look. me if that offends anyone. I no, apologize. Not, I I'm not saying, I'm not talking
0: about that. I'm just talking about the song is more about trying to get some pussy than it is <laughs> actually <laughs> Christmas. It really doesn't have anything to do with Christmas.
1: I'm looking at it. I don't see the word holiday. It's Christmas. no Christmas
0: at all. <laughs> Just cold. Well, you know, look, he said, she says, at least there will be plenty implied. He says, if you caught pneumonia and died, he's telling her, if you don't stay in here and give me that, my, I don't see you, that lyric. That lyric is definitely down. Here. <laughs> I've got to get home. It. Baby, you'll freeze out there. She asked, why don't you lend me a coat? He says, it's up to your knees out there. Like he she she's oh, I he's see trying it. I he's see trying it. to convince her to stay so they can have sex s e Okay, okay. They don't say anything other
1: than anyways, okay. Still love it. Still love the song. Sorry. What's your what's your classic? What's your classic one? I
0: don't know. There's so many Christmas songs that I love. Uh obviously Jingle Bells. Um the Jingle Bells is easy. Uh I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. I guess that's kind of soulful, but I don't know.
1: If you, this is the Jackson 5 version. Yes. Yes. I'm
0: trying to think of, let me look up Christmas songs. You know
1: what's a good Christmas song that I feel like does not get enough attention? Let It Snow, boys to Men, Brian McKnight. I don't know what category to put it under. I could listen to that any time of the year. You
0: you know what my favorite Christmas song is, actually? What? Little Drummer Boy.
1: Okay, that's a good one.
0: I love that song or Silent Night.
1: Silent Night's a good one.
0: I'm a, You know what I'm going to do this Christmas? I'm going to be honest with you. What you going to do? This Christmas, it's going to be about me and Jesus. Because they, they, I, I got to be honest with you, man. I'm going to get a little bit more Jesus-y this Christmas. I might go outside and and, and put, put, up a, a home, a put up a manger and do the whole thing. It's going to be because I've had different times in my life. At first, it was Jesus-y Christmases. Then it was Santa-y Christmases. And then it was Jesus and Santa, like they was Ad and LeBron. But I need a I need a Jesus led Christmas this year. I Good. think I, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Good, no
1: to, Xmas for you. No, I love
0: it. I need a Jesus Jesus led Christmas. All right, uh, Jesus is my leading score. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Jackson, last one from Malice Lisan in honor of the Spotify retrospective. What songs and or podcasts did Van and Rachel listen to most this year? Oh, okay. Um, the podcast that I listen to most uh, this year, I listen to... Now, these are, some of these podcasts are not going to be podcasts that are on Spotify or the Ringer Network. So if we're asking this question, just to let you know, there's going to be a tip of the hat to the competition in some of these places. Uh, I listen to What A Day. That is a daily political podcast that is done by cricket. Bill's going to love this. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I listen to a podcast called Stuff You Should Know all the time. I listen to a podcast called Factorious, which is a game show. I obviously listen to The Rewatchables. I love Slow News Day, which is kind of not a podcast, but a little bit. The Read is one of my five favorite podcasts. The Brilliant Idiots is one of my favorite podcasts. Obviously, you guys know I listen to the Joe Button podcast, of course, with Rory and Ma. Um, um, eighty five South comedy show. A lot of there's a lot of podcasts that that I that I go through when I'm listening to it. Way down in the hole, I actually listen to my I don't listen to myself on this podcast as much because it, it. I don't it's know if I should be offended, but I listen to myself <laughs> on Way Down in the Hole just because you know it's different. I don't listen to myself on this podcast that much. It's harder because I, I, get, I get more personal on this one. Oh, I talk about oh,
1: oh. Yeah, okay. I get more
0: personal on this one. What about you, Rach?
1: Okay, some of them are the same. And by that, I only mean The Read. We both, <laughs> <laughs> we both listen to The Read. I, funny enough, I don't, I don't like to listen to myself back on the podcast mm. either. I'm just giving it to you. I listen mm. to The Daily, uh, New York Times. I listen to Up First on NPR. I listen to Everything Iconic by Danny Pellegrino, which is all about my Bravo shows, my housewives. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. I love my housewives. That's what I would love to get you into watching. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. Oh, I listen to Bachelor Party.
0: Bachelor Party. Oh, by the way, I Mm -hmm. forgot a podcast. There's one podcast I probably listened to more than any other podcast this year. uh, And it was 538 just because of everything that was going on with the election. I listened to 538 Mm -hmm. religiously this year. Uh, as far as my top albums, Twice as Tall by Burner Boy. Please excuse me. Anti-Social, I'm reading off the list. Uh, Roddy Rich, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs. 94, Camry mu- Music. Fem Dot. MC, uh, uh, y'all haven't heard of as much. I love him. Conway, I'm um, just reading down the list. Conway, From a King to a God. Written Testimony, J. Electronica, Anniversary, Bryson Tiller. Uh, and for some reason, Astroworld. Travis Scott is on there. Oh, Tame Impala. Love that. Anyway. Um, but what else? What else? You don't know what your top...
1: Okay, I'm going to tell you my most recent. Sure. Meg the Stallion. Meg the Stallion. And then I like to listen to, like, a lot of playlists. So I was listening to hip-hop R&B hits from 1994. And when I tell you, 1994 was the year... Maybe, can you name one song from 1994? Just, like, off the top of your head.
0: Uh, Jenny that Juice? was a
1: year. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety
0: yeah, four. I probably probably, Aaliyah, I could probably name a lot more. Jenny Aaliyah
1: Juice. was ninety four. Mm-hmm. Um, Escaped. Kevin Campbell. Can we talk? That album came out in ninety
0: four. Uh, the regulate. Did the, the tribe drop in ninety four? I feel like tribe. I feel like mm. Midnight Marauders was uh, was ninety four around that time too, or something like that. The tribe drop. I was Didn't listening to a the lot list. of tribe. Uh, I listened to a lot of Tribe. I remember 94.
1: Player's Ball, Thuggish Ruggish Bone, that one.
0: Big, big was out in 95. How'd that been? Mm-hmm. 94, mm-hmm. I mean. Um, discography. No, yeah, Midnight Marauders was juicy. 93. Juicy's juicy. 94. Yeah, Midnight mm-hmm. Marauders mm-hmm. was 93. But yeah, all of that shit. Yeah, all that yeah.
1: Shit. Good year. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah. All right, look, you guys. That's it. That's enough. Gave (laughs) y'all an action-packed episode. Shout out to Lonnie Love for coming through. That was amazing.
1: Do you have an Um, unexpected ally of the week?
0: Oh, you are right. Uh, I need an unexpected ally of the week. Yes, uh, Big Pharma. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Big Pharma is my unexpected ally of the week. I have never in a million years been on the same page with Big Pharma, but uh, these vaccines seem to be coming out. There's an uncomfortable conversation that we're going to have to have next week about Whether or not the Trump administration actually did something right. Whether or not Operation Warp Speed was actually a success. Okay, but
1: don't you think that but that would have been I, pushed no matter who was in?
0: I, I, what I said was it's a conversation we're going to have to have. Okay,
1: fine, fine. We'll save so it. We'll we'll save, we'll, we'll, it. we'll
0: save it for next we'll week. I, I, we'll, look at, we'll look into it. Maybe we'll bring somebody on. If you guys know anyone in the vaccine field or anyone who is an epidemiologist or anybody like that who you would want to have on the show, a big name that you would want to get out there. We're not talking to Tony. Everybody's talked to Dr. Fauci. Like somebody new. Uh, And maybe we can talk to them about how much of this directly has to do with the administration and how much of this would have been, would have happened anyway, like Rachel says. But Big Pharma, I never thought I'd be saying that, you know, Big Pharma, I am thankful for them, but three vaccines that look like they have pretty good efficacy, three vaccines that look like they're safe, means that by the end of first quarter, going into the summer next year, you know, things might, in s- some hope. degree, normalize. Normalize. So, hopefully, t- we could, things are getting bad out there right now, so we need all the help we can get. What about you?
1: Um. Someone sent this on Twitter, mm. which, you know, that's rare that I see these things. But um it's somebody called Cookie Monster, and mm. they said this should be the unexpected ally of the week, so I'm going to give it to them. North Dakota hockey players plan to kneel during the anthem. I mean of all places Good for, for North Dakota, you know so it's catching around the country. I mean if it's, it's going into places like North Dakota, Lord knows we wouldn't have never seen it there so yeah, some other shout out to them for represent- <laughs> shout out to them for representing uh, the movement, even in yeah. North Dakota.
0: That's it. That's all I got. All right. Shout out to Rebecca Black. Uh, Tomorrow, I mean, when you guys are listening to this Friday, the 10th anniversary, make you guys feel old, of that Rebecca Black song Friday coming out. The 10th anniversary. Friday, Friday, (laughs) Friday, gotta get in on Friday. The 10th anniversary of that, right? Tenth anniversary alright no, this uh, thing says February 10th 2011 what are you talking about it's December okay I'm sorry I'm sorry what is wrong, I wrong. with you today <laughs> I, I'm sorry I was wrong thank you for the end time fact check <laughs> alright alright we gotta go we gotta go guys thank you so much for listening I'm like I'm Rachel Lindsay please you us off but don't stop learning we'll talk to you guys later